Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Indianapolis Colts fell just short of completing a 23-point comeback against the Los Angeles Rams. But while the comeback fell short, we found out a lot about Anthony Richardson. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, uh, the the Cardiac Colts were back uh, yesterday. Uh, it, first half, bad everything bad and then the second half anthony richardson willed this team back down 23 to nothing uh to to make it a close game and then force this game into overtime where unfortunately uh the colts weren't able to get the ball back and and show what this offense could do uh as matthew stafford and and puka nakua kind of put things away but how you doing man how how was your weekend did you relax did you get some relaxation time in with the with the fiance how's it going buddy it's going really good and yes I, I absolutely did and we watched the game and at first um I know our own Jake Arthur was like well it appears there might be a route in order Colts fans because holy cow man they 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 played well defensively against the Colts in the first half they played I mean Stafford had time which as we discussed would happen he just diced up a defense. That's what he'll do to anyone. Okay. It doesn't matter. You're eventually going to lose out in coverage if you don't get pass rush. So um, at the end of the day, it's a learning game for a lot of these young guys, especially Anthony Richardson and especially Shane Steichen. Um, it teaches Shane Steichen how to adjust, you know, to a really good defensive coordinator like Raheem Morris, who was this close to being the Colts head coach. So I th- I thought overall, when you look at the whole, the whole sample you know kind of like you wrote about it's two different halves but if you put the whole thing together ultimately I think it's a gutsy performance that damn near led to a win yeah and we'll dive into the performance performance of the offense obviously we'll talk about Anthony Richardson tonight we're going to talk about the defense and what happened there it's we're going to kind of really take take this whole thing and dive in to what happened with the Indianapolis Colts yesterday and then the news about Jonathan Taylor uh, coming back potentially next Sunday. We have a wild Brandon Moses signing here uh, in the chat to start us out. Brandon says, people forget Anthony Richardson has more touchdowns in fewer games than Stroud. People do forget that. So while C.J. Stroud is off to a fantastic start there in Houston, uh, I think we're pretty confident in our guy here in Indy. Brandon also says we need a Drake Wally mustache only. He wants you to go back to just the stash. Uh, So, hey, he'll do it if you do it, Brandon. 
Brandon, you need to go yeah, back. Yeah, we, just we need stash. to have some reciprocation here if you're going to put that kind of stuff out there. Doing all stash, just the whole stash crew here. But uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, good to see you here, buddy. Uh, and we also have NFL nerd. Glad to be here as well. Uh, we're glad you're enjoying uh, the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. So let's let's dive in before we attack this Colts. Uh, uh, this, this, what happened with the Colts yesterday, please, if you haven't done so already, go follow us on all of our social medias, like horseshoe huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell. So, you know, whenever Drake and I go live, whenever Shad goes live with the saddle up show, so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review stats, Matt, also here this evening he's joined the mustache gang okay so that's matt rocking a mustache so maybe we do need to go uh mustache only drake it's not for everybody yeah it know. isn't i don't think i could pull it off listen i could barely <laughs> pull off a beard josh fanchar is here we have our first super chat of the evening uh uh from pharaoh 1k pharaoh 1k we really appreciate the super Thank chat you. buddy uh always appreciate your support he says can i take my j T jersey out now it sounds like it so we're going to talk about jonathan taylor later in the show after we dive into what happened with the colts yesterday against the rams so be be sure to stick around for that we're definitely going to talk about jonathan taylor and 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 what it means for this team moving forward so pharaoh 1k really really appreciate your support buddy uh it means a lot then we have lily a little wolf 18 first time viewer glad you're joining us little little wolfy 18 glad you're joining us here (laughs) so drake without further ado let's dive in unfortunately the colts comeback did fall short yesterday and the los angeles rams did get the victory 29 to 23 in overtime what a wild ride Uh, a roller coaster of emotions throughout that game because through that first half uh, i was just thinking to myself man when halftime struck, I, I've got to sit through another 30 minutes of this. It was just putrid on both sides of the ball. Then Anthony Richardson brings this team back. So, Drake, I want to hear it from you. What was your gut reaction to this Colts performance yesterday? Uh, how how you were feeling during the first half, the second half, and, and how you're feeling today about this Colts team? Well, the first half was just uh, – I, I even – you know, put this out on X. I said, you know, th- this was expected at some point with Richardson. He's going to hit that wall where people are going to be like, what is he doing? He-, he played Aaron Donald, who when he retires will go down as arguably the greatest defensive tackle ever, maybe even one of the greatest defensive players ever. Um, he had to go against him. And this guy's not even out of his prime yet. So when you've got Blake Freeland as your left tackle, who, by the way, was no, this is no offense. He was atrocious in pass protection. I mean, he he couldn't get anything done in pass protection. Raheem Morris knew it. So he lined up Donald against Freeland and forced double teams and all sorts of stuff. So I thought the first half was a whole lot of Richardson trying to adjust to a very fast-paced defense. But, boy, oh, boy, the second half was entirely different. Not only did Richardson adjust and adjust correctly, but Shane Steichen adjusted. And you just saw a completely different team in the second half, the defense still kind of waned a little bit at times, but man, you know, that, that offense really clicked on all cylinders, even going 11 for 25 for the day. It didn't seem like Richardson hit only 44% of his throws. He was so dynamic and made so many big plays happen, especially in those last two quarters. You kind of forget about the inaccuracy issues throughout the game. Yeah, absolutely. We have another super chat here from, I think it's pronounced Shaheen. Shaheen G. Uh, Thank you so much, Shaheen, for the super chat. Uh, Shaheen says, all things considered, I'm glad we were in the game. Uh, I think you meant Stafford. Stafford should have been hit more, though. And and I I agree. The the pass rush was, uh, for a lot of times, non-existent yesterday. There was one guy in particular that seemed to show up in Dio Dangbo, which we'll certainly talk about uh, today. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it's just, it, there was definitely a, a need for that pass rush yesterday. And there were multiple factors c- contributing to that. Buckner wasn't out there. Um, we didn't see uh, the normal quitty pay that we have seen throughout the year. Uh, the, 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 the Rams were getting the ball out really quickly. So that all played, played a factor into why why the Colts couldn't get after Matthew Stafford yesterday. But Shaheen, really, really appreciate all your support. 
as always. And, and, and thank you so much for tuning in this evening, but, but Drake, I, 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 it was, it was my, my, my gut, my total gut reaction for this performance was I, it was almost a, a regression back to kind of maybe what we were, what we were, what we were expecting. Uh, uh, for this Colts team. Now, I wasn't expecting uh, a, a blowout by any means, but the Colts have been playing really well and, and probably exceeding our expectations within the first three weeks. And then all of a sudden, they, they got brought back down to earth a little bit. There was just a lot of unnecessary penalties, more self-inflicted wounds than than anything else yesterday, which something we really haven't seen so far this year. I mean, the Colts, that, going back to the first drive of the game, Colts had the Rams stopped dead to rights on that first drive. Matthew Stafford runs out of bounds. EJ speed with just a really, really dumb decision to, to, to do the late hit on Matthew Stafford. And then things continue to roll. uh, I don't really want to talk about the officiating crew, but the officiating crew yesterday absolutely stunk. They were awful for both sides. There were, there were calls on the Colts that I thought were, were terrible calls that weren't made that were terrible. There were calls on the Rams that I looked at. I was like, well, that's not a foul at all. So just terrible officiating all around, but Really, what I took away from this game, and 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 primarily, obviously, in the second half, was was the resiliency of Anthony Richardson. As a rookie, we got to remember this kid is only making his third career start in the NFL. Down twenty three to nothing in the middle of the third quarter, and he wills this team back to tie it at twenty three in the fourth quarter and have a chance to win the football game. So, yes, he did go eleven for twenty five. And, and and we'll dive into more specific specifically on his performance, but just just the the poise, the game changing plays that Anthony Richardson made yesterday to even give the Colts a chance. Without Anthony Richardson on the field, this probably is is a twenty to fifteen to twenty point loss at the most. But what Anthony Richardson did in that second half really showed me that the Colts have the guy and and if you don't if you had, haven't believed it yet you need to start believing because the Colts have their franchise quarterback uh, we have another super chat here Pharaoh 1k again with the super second chat really one. appreciate it. your second one of the evening brother we we really do appreciate it Pharaoh says Gus needs to dial back the heavy zone and yeah we did see a lot of zone defense from from Gus Bradley yesterday I was expecting some some more man to try to throw Matthew Stafford off his game because in those zone heavy situations especially with a wide receiver that excels at finding the holes in the zone like Puka Nakua it, it really it, it, it was really kind of puzzling why the Colts sat back in in zone as much as they did uh, and we'll talk about the defensive performance uh, here after we talk about the offense but Farrell Really, really appreciate the the another super chat from you, yeah, buddy. Your support, you. your support is just it means everything to us. Shout out to my wife Danielle also for the super sticker. You guys are you guys are flowing them in tonight. Wow. We love to see it. We're at, we're off to a very hot start. Thank you so much. Danielle, and after a loss, we'll take sticker. it. Let's go. After a loss, we got. I think <laughs> there's still there's still some hype from this Colts fan base today. Really, really appreciate it to my beautiful wife Danielle. So. Drake, let's let's talk about Anthony Richardson. Really dive into his performance. Like you said, eleven for twenty-five, only forty-four percent completion percentage on the day. That's not what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the two hundred yards passing, the two passing touchdowns, the zero interceptions, the 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 rushing touchdown that he had. I think he needs to patent that touchdown spike of his because man, that is one hell of a celebration. It's like ten feet in the air, and then he spikes the ball, and it flies about fifty feet in the air while doing a three sixty as well. But first quarterback in NFL history to have four rushing touchdowns in his first three starts. What what's your takeaway from from Anthony Richardson? And I, I, I we can we can dive into some of the bad things because he certainly wasn't perfect. There was a fumble. Had some missed throws, but what was your takeaway from from number five's performance yesterday? You know, I I, I really love the no turnovers. Uh, you, you know, I, I really do appreciate the fact that there wasn't. Uh, I think he did actually. I think he did. He, he fumbled. He fumbled the ball in the first twice. half, but twice. Yeah. One one ended up being recovered by the Rams, but no interceptions. Didn't really put the ball in harm's way too much. Yeah, and the thing is, they really did a good job of keeping Michael Pittman 
from making an impact. So what does he do? I mean, he hits one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers. Josh Downs had two. Kylan Granson had two, but he, I mean, he hit he hit Kylan Granson, uh, Mo Ali Cox, and Drew Ogletree is tight end six out of his eleven completions. So this also tells me that in a game where guys like Downs, guys like Pierce, guys like Pittman aren't as available as they have been, and the defense adjusts to those weapons, Richardson still figures out a way to get the ball to pass catchers, though. And so that is a really good sign. He was not there forcing it to Pittman. He was not there forcing it to Pierce. This dude was calculated. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Okay, yes, 44% completion percentage is nothing to be like woohoo about. But when you kind of mm-hmm. – if you watched the game and you saw where those completions – happened and at what point of the game and and the impact they made it just doesn't seem like he was that inaccurate and you mix in the 56 yards uh on the ground a touchdown on the ground along a 23 he carried it yet again 10 times i mean this guy is everything you wanted him to be in shane steichen's offense and he's making good decisions the accuracy will work itself out in time that just takes reps 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 in game experience and stuff like that what you need to see here is, like you said, no no interceptions thrown and huge plays almost getting a win. Exactly. want to give a quick shout-out to Sarah. Um, she says, yay, JT is back, and it's Sarah's birthday tomorrow. Happy Woo! early birthday, Sarah, one of, the, one of our loyal listeners that's here every Monday and Thursday. And guess what? It's the CEO of, of Horseshoe Huddle, Patrick rise birthday on saturday he turns or i should say cfo not ceo cfo hey he keeps he keeps giving us his, his uh <laughs> super chats he might be the ceo happy birthday to you patrick a loyal listener and a, and a very loyal supporter as well but drake i think you're spot on there i mean yes he wasn't perfect that fumble real that fumble in the first half really cost the colts because they were starting to get a drive going mm-hmm. he fumbles the ball it turns into points for the rams uh, the 44 complete percentage definitely has to be cleaned up a little bit but at the same time you you go back and look at the film and and i'll be doing my film piece on this uh later this week it'll come out on wednesday morning uh, if you want a, a sneak peek of what of what uh, happened in the film go check out zach hicks piece on horseshoehuddle.com right now it's already up on the site but there are just there's at least three to four plays that I saw yesterday in Lucas Oil Stadium, and I'm thinking to myself, there are maybe five quarterbacks on the entire planet that can make those throws. I mean, Aaron Donald had Anthony Richardson wrapped up, and we're talking about one of the greatest, not only defensive linemen, one of the greatest greatest defensive players to ever play the game of football. First ballot Hall of Famer, for sure. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Had Anthony Richardson wrapped up in his grasp and Richardson flicks the ball, goes 38 yards right into Alec Pierce's chest without being able to step in, without being able to use his legs. There are only, there's a very finite amount of quarterbacks that are able to do that in the National Football League, let alone the, the rest of the world. Just an incredible throw. And then I think we forget this kid's only 21 years old. He's 21 years old. 13 collegiate starts, three NFL starts, the poise that this kid showed. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. Mm-hmm. The Colts were down 23 to nothing. He said, you know what? Next play. He was talking in the huddle yesterday, just telling guys, you know, let's just let's just think about these next few plays. Don't think about coming back from a 23 to nothing deficit. Just these next few plays. He kept the team calm. He went out there and he executed the plays. Got mm-hmm. some really good throws to uh, to Drew Ogletree. The throw to Mo Ali Cox was absolutely on a rope. <laughs> Anthony Richardson was falling. And, and shout out to Mo Ali Cox for bringing back that angry moose run, running over some dudes Jeez, to get dude. that, Three first, guys. That, <laughs> that first touchdown of the season. And, and then and then to have Anthony Richardson just he was under fire yesterday. You're down your starting center in Ryan Kelly. You're down your starting left tackle in Bernard Ryman, who has is proving to be a franchise left tackle as well early on this season. And you put you insert Blake Freeland in there. You insert Wesley French against a a, a defensive lineman like Aaron Donald. Of course, Raheem Morris is going to put Donald up against Blake Freeland on an island and just let him 
basically abuse the rookie uh, for the better amount of, 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 of 60 minutes. For Richardson to be able to escape as many sacks as he's did and still get the ball off on the two-point conversion to Zach Moss, on other throws down the field, that that throw from, from uh, down the middle, uh, down the seam to Josh Downs was an absolute dart. Very, very impressed with what Anthony Richardson was able to do. And and here's a little bit, probably my last thing on Anthony Richardson here is that I still see people saying, you know, the Colts should put Gardner Minshew in. Anthony Richardson has has lost two games. Stop it. Stop it. If you really think Gardner Minshew should be in instead of Anthony Richardson right now, either you are trying to push a narrative against Anthony Richardson, you straight up don't know football, or you just you just you just aren't watching the games plain and simple Gardner Minshew there's 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 no comparison between what this team and this offense looks like with Anthony Richardson and and what Gardner Minshew and what it looks like with Gardner Minshew it's it's just night and day Anthony Richardson needs to be out there and Anthony Richardson gives this team the best chance to succeed yeah and look he fits Steichen's scheme better he 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 brings out I think the the biggest potential in his teammates more he helps the offensive line by being mobile and still having good pocket pre- look the dude he might have accuracy issues right now that will get ironed out but the dude has pocket presence for days he understands where he's at in that pocket all day so he just makes the offense better. That's all you need to know. Gardner Minshew, as we've said a bunch, low, low level starter, high level backup. He is the backup to Anthony Richardson. Drake, we have so many super chats to get to tonight. It is absurd. <laughs> we have like five just waiting right now. Brandon Cutter, shout out to Brandon Cutter for the $2 super chat. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think you're a first time super chatter or maybe a first time listener. If not, really appreciate all of your support, buddy. As always, we have another one from Shaheen. Shaheen says, smash that like button. Yes smash the like button on the video shaheen doing the lord's work out there thank you really appreciate you shaheen we have Truett out here Truett, another loyal listener of the horseshoe huddle podcast <laughs> says hope future so bright you gotta wear shades i think I, and that's that's what we need to be taking away from this drake i know you are and i and the, i know our our intelligent loyal listeners are doing the same Again, yes, the Colts got off to a, a two and one start. They're two and two right now. They're still technically in in the lead uh, for the AFC South. But at the end of the day, this season is all about number five's development. Anthony Richardson's development, the young guys on this roster, getting those reps. It's all about the future. Truett, thank you so much for bringing up that point and always your loyal support. Patrick with his $10 super chat tonight. Patrick, as always, the CFO of Horseshoe Huddle, the man that is just absolutely uh, one of the best at supporting us. Patrick says, shocked at my hot take of Downs and Pierce getting more yards than Pittman was correct. That being said, seeing Downs and Ogletree as Edelman and Gronk for Richardson for years to come will be great that's that's an interesting aspect uh josh downs has become a uh definitely a favorite target of of anthony richardson obviously Pittman still has more receptions more yards Pittman's still the the go-to guy but drake i i think you're on board with me when i say this it's like we're seeing that that chemistry each week we're seeing anthony richardson look towards josh downs more and more and and yesterday that that throw from richardson down the seam to josh downs it was it had to be 60, 65 mile per hour ball. It was an absolute rocket. And Josh Downs just stuck his hands up there, snagged it right out of thin air. The dude's hands are like glue. Yeah, we've talked about it. He might be five foot nine, but he plays way bigger than his height indicates. And you can tell him and Richardson have been not just throwing the ball in the parking lot when they first got drafted, but they've continued that level of rapport building where they're going to start knowing what each other's favorite food is. They're going to start knowing what each other's favorite shirt in their closet is i mean like that's how good these guys get to know each other in the nfl and the best duos in the league with the best connections they know everything about each other so it's like i I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting to that point or at least to the zenith of of that because it's starting to show week after week so it definitely gets you excited if you're a colts fan absolutely thank you so much patrick for the super chat you're you're just you're awesome man and you're Thanks, hey man. that invite to, to drake's wedding it's, it's got to be coming here soon oh it's so. gonna <laughs> that's awesome 
our final super chat as of right now keep them flowing in guys we love this boat booba beatbox booba beatbox That's <laughs> i an awesome love name. that name awesome name and, and booba beatbox loves seeing big mo in the end zone one reception one touchdown for mo alley cox <laughs> Made it count. so far this season he's he did make it count so we, we love when, when mo alley cox is showing off his his receiving prowess because it really hasn't been shown off uh that often so far so uh beatbox thank you so much for your support as well and then brandon he says he's not a first-time listener he always listens to us every day we really appreciate it so brandon is a loyal listener one of our everydayers uh, as we like to say so it's drake we're, we're, we're 23 minutes in we still have so much to cover so so let's get back to it we talked about anthony richardson let's let's talk about a little bit more of the offense uh let's talk about a little bit we already touched on it a little bit but the offensive line and and i think going into this game we had high hopes that it wasn't going to be as drastic of an impact as it was but obviously it turned out to be that that way uh blake freeland wesley french getting the starts for uh uh Bernard Ryman and, and Ryan Kelly out with concussions. Offensive line did not perform uh, like we have been accustomed to seeing over the first three games of, of the 2023 season here for the Colts. Uh, just just kind of really shows the importance of those two. With Bernard Ryman playing at, at a level that, according to Pro Football Focus, makes him a top 10 offensive tackle in the NFL. Ryan Kelly, the number one rated center in the NFL before he got injured, their their presence was felt. And and shout out to Raheem Morris and that Rams defensive staff for playing the mismatch, not just leaving Aaron Donald over Quentin Nelson the entire game, but moving Aaron Donald around to to get that mismatch and get him right behind uh, or right over the top of Blake Freeland, and 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 that really caused problems for this Colts offensive line. Yeah, and I I remember doing a piece um, on you know what what the Colts have to do you know to stop uh, the the Rams defense from wrecking them. And one of the things that was interesting that I found out is that just because he's a defensive tackle doesn't mean he doesn't get moved around on that line. Aaron Donald, his snap counts are all over the place, but none more than over the over the top of the tackle. He 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 lines up outside the tackle and over the top of that tackle. So as soon as I saw that metric, I'm like, Blake Freeland is going to be facing Aaron Donald the entire game if they can help it. And he had the lowest. I mean, Blake Freeland did pretty good actually, you know, uh, run blocking. But as far as pass blocking, he was really really bad. And Wesley French kind of played like a backup should, um, or like you would expect. So I think that, like you said, I think it was really masterful. You know tactical approach from Raheem Morris. He knew where the Colts weak points were on the line and he took full advantage of it. And we'll talk about this a little bit more on, on Thursday, but going up against the Tennessee Titans, Derek Henry and, and on, on is obviously the big, the big name we always want to talk about, but that defensive line for the, the Tennessee Titans is, is pretty formidable as well. So oh, the yeah. Colts offensive line are going to need to be close, close to, if not at full strength, in order to contain that. So hopefully the Colts can get Bernard Ryman and Ryan Kelly back this week would be a huge, huge difference for, for this team. We have another super chat from Farrell 1K. That's his third of the night. Uh, just unbelievable, dude. Uh, really, really appreciate your support. And, and Farrell asked the question. We were going to talk about this a little bit later when we talked about the defense but but drake let's let's talk about it now let's do it is it time to worry about shaquille leonard so shaquille leonard yesterday uh was out snapped by ej speed uh he wasn't out there for for some of the more critical plays of the game on the defensive side of the ball only registered three tackles and a lot of fans have been wondering is really is Shaquille Leonard really back or is he just kind of out there and has he become another body so Drake I want to get your opinion on this what have you seen just watching the games from Shaq Leonard this year are you worried uh, about Shaq Leonard and, and what he's been doing or or do you have a different different opinion or a different take on this let me ask this real quick has there been any like dis- like disclosed reason as to why he didn't play the snaps he typically does 
not yet. Uh, Shane Steichen was not asked about that today. The Colts will talk, or the media will speak with the Colts coordinators tomorrow. So that's when we'll get a, our chance to talk to Gus Bradley. Will be tomorrow. So I'm sure there's the questions are going to fly about why Shaq Leonard wasn't out there, and if there is something going on with Shaq Leonard or or, or anything. So it's it, it it is a it is a big question as to why. Shaq Leonard was only out there for 37 snaps yesterday. Yeah, you know, I, I'll go on the side of I'm, I'm sure that it's more of a maintenance thing. I mean, we talk about Quentin Nelson not practicing all week and then he's out there, you know, despite a toe injury. I mean, same thing with Buckner. It just seems like you really have to baby it. You have to baby this this recovery process for Shaq Leonard. It's just we've said it a billion times, but we have to keep doing it. It's not a typical injury. You just can't treat it like a typical thing. It's nerves. It's not a muscle or a or a bone. It's it's nerves. So I, I think that I mean he's fourth on the team right now in total tackles. He's tied with Kenny Moore for 21. To even say Zaire Franklin's name is ridiculous. 57 tackles. That's just insane. So right. he he literally is number one. And next closest to him is Julian Blackman, 21 tackles behind him. So I, I think that there's you should pretty much be okay I just don't think you're going to hear anything terrible I think they're really trying to make sure that he's 100% it's a year where they don't expect to make the playoffs there's not really any expectations at all so why throw your you know one of your more prolific defenders out there if he might not feel like it or if he's tweaked somehow with a a hamstring or a foot it'd be a million different reasons he wasn't out there I, th- I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is is the Colts do, and Gus Bradley has said, he wants to get EJ Speed out there more um, because of the talent that, that EJ Speed has. Now, obviously, yesterday he it wasn't really on display. He did make some boneheaded decisions out there, uh, but I know he said that before. And, and that yeah. this is kind of it's kind of a delicate balance because if you take Shaq Leonard off the field for those are you are we really going to get the full Shaq Leonard effect because it's just less opportunities for him to create turnovers does not have a turnover yet for a forced turnover in four games you did say he is fourth on the team in in tackles um so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how this develops Shaq Leonard has looked I don't, I don't know if he's looked all the way back to himself I have seen at times where he's made some Shaq Leonard plays against the run he doesn't he still looks maybe a tad bit slower than than I was expecting if I'm being honest when I watch the tape or when I'm there live at the games so it's it's just very interesting to see um definitely something to I think monitor as the season goes along whether we start seeing Shaq Leonard out there more from from what I've seen in the first three games Shaq Leonard would be out there uh, on first and second down EJ Speed would usually come in on on third down now is that going to continue are we going to start seeing EJ Speed out snap Shaquille Leonard more and more often because if this becomes a regular thing then I think it's definitely time to worry because your your 20 million dollar linebacker should not be on the sidelines or be your third linebacker as far as snap counts. He needs to be out there. So definitely something to monitor as we continue to go along. Pharaoh, thank you so much for your super chats, buddy. Uh, just just think we really do appreciate all the support. We have another super chat from Shaheen. Shaheen and Pharaoh going absolutely bonkers tonight with the super chats. <laughs> Shaheen says, I'll have noodles tonight. Take my money. Hey, Shaheen, <laughs> we really do appreciate all of your support, buddy. Go, go, go get some get some protein with those noodles get some chicken get some beef uh don't spend all your money on us uh especially if you're just going to eat noodles but hey buddy we really do appreciate it um it's but yeah drake i think i think i think it's it's going to be an interesting case for for shaq leonard just watching what's going to happen over these next few weeks i'm going to be very interested to see what gus bradley says says about it all tomorrow um i i think it's definitely something to, that that needs to be answered and 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 i think we all want to see shaq leonard back to his normal self and back to forcing those turnovers not only for the colt's sake but football is just more fun to watch when shaq leonard is at 100 percent and and doing shaq leonard type things yeah and l- like we said don't worry yet it's too early in the season to do that he was out for over an entire year of football basically so just give him time now like andrew said if it's week 9 10 11 and you're seeing less and less of shaq leonard or if there's a game where he's 
out entirely, then you might start thinking to yourself, is there something lingering that didn't get adjusted when he got the, uh, the back issue fixed? So just give him time. It's too early to panic. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly there. So we'll, we'll just have to continue to monitor what happens with Shaq Leonard. Um, let's, uh, and, and as we, we, as we get ready to move along, kind of perfect timing, another super chat here from Patrick. Uh, Patrick says, can we talk about how Dio should have been lined up next to Grover every time Buckner came out of the game on a pitch count? He can play inside like a beast and 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 drake this definitely made an impact yesterday deforest buckner was on a pitch count dealing with groin and back injuries it seemed like really buckner was only out there for uh for third downs and fourth downs i think he only played 20 snaps total yesterday definitely not a a a uh, definitely not a hundred percent to force Buckner out there. They wanted to save him for those crucial downs and, and Dio Dangbo had himself a game, seven tackles, four tackles for loss, one and a half sacks. Just, he was, he was the star on defense yesterday. So it was a little puzzling to me because we'd always think of, of Dio Dangbo having that inside outside versatility, the Colts really stuck with Taven Bryant at that three technique yesterday, and, and Taven Bryant just got absolutely worked in the running game. It would have been nice to see Gus Bradley put Dio Adangbo in there at the three technique in, in Buckner's stead rather than have Taven Bryant in there who is just got absolutely moved out of the way, creating giant holes for those Rams running backs. Yeah, and Taven Bryan's more of the pass rushing defensive tackle. He's the athletic quick guy, and that's why he's got two sacks on the season. So in the running game, he is not as impressive, and the Rams knew that. So whenever he was in, they just took advantage of it. But like, like Patrick and you both said, Dio is a straight bull rusher. He is so powerful upon like the snap. After that, it's God help you. I mean, this dude is really strong. So I'm right there with you. I think that he needs to play more inside. He could be a real big run disruptor and could put pressure on the quarterback. A guy like Stafford dealing with Dio Dangbo right up the middle, that would have been maybe a difference maker in the game. I think I think it's definitely something that the Colts should look into, especially if this Buckner injury keeps going and, and there's a chance that Buckner has to sit a game. I mean, yeah. you, you put Dio Dangbo in there at the three technique, and and I don't think it would have been nearly as uh, – the, the Rams wouldn't have had nearly as much success as they did with Taven Bryan in the year. Yes, Taven Bryan has, has performed well as a backup three technique, rushing the passer, but against the run, he was just moved out of the way 
So you got to put somebody big in there, somebody that isn't going to be so easily moved. Like like Dave and Brian, I think Dio Dangbo would be that answer. So Patrick, thank you so much for your support. Uh, as always, we're, you guys don't know what it means to us for all these super chats tonight. It's really unbelievable. Uh, but Drake, let's let's kind of put a bow on this on this discussion. Uh, about and, and Patrick says was Adi Adi Adetome Adabaware was active on Sunday. He did play some snaps, played inside. Again, Adabaware is more of that pass rushing three technique. Uh, most of the time on those running downs, it was Taven Bryan in there, and obviously it didn't go so well. Um, but to kind of put a bow on this, we got two more topics I want to touch on, and we'll we'll touch on those real quick here, Drake, before we move it along. I want to give a shout out to the tight ends. The tight ends for the Indianapolis Colts performed. We already talked about Mo Alley Cox getting that touchdown, but Kylan Granson made some plays down the field, especially that big fourth down conversion uh, uh, in Colts territory to get the Colts inside the 10 yard line. Drew Ogletree with multiple catches. Drew Ogletree getting his first career touchdown in the NFL. Believe it or not, Drew Ogletree's uh, uh, first touchdown since his junior year of college uh just an incredible long stretch without a td so good to see ogletree getting that touchdown after the injuries he went through drake what do you think about this tight end group now jelani woods isn't back he's still not going to come off of ir this week coach dyke instead but to have those tight ends moving along they really carried this passing offense yesterday yeah, and like like we were talking about earlier, Richardson found them, and they were very effective. And you're starting to understand; it starts to make sense now why maybe you have four wide receivers on the depth chart. I mean, they are spreading that ball around. I mean, over half of the completions were two tight ends, and you're talking about three vastly different guys. You're talking about Drew Ogletree, who's the athletic blocker who can who can actually deceive you as a as a receiver, and then Mo Ali Cox is more of your blocking tight end, and then. Kylan Granson's the move slot guy. So you had all sorts of different tight end work going on, and it really makes you happy because when Jelani Woods does return, don't forget they still have freaking Will Mallory who can make plays too. This could be the best tight end group in football, I mean, at the end of the day. Like if you're talking about an entire unit on one roster, there's just so much talent. And now you're seeing Drew Ogletree lead the charge and catches for the entire team. So like you said, bravo to the tight end group. They really showed out and they bailed out Richardson. Very, very deep group. And and it makes makes the team, makes Shane Steichen's offense more multiple when you can put those tight ends in, in those various spots. So you love to see that, especially from a young tight end group outside of Moelle Cox as well. Uh, Wyatt Law says, when Jelani, Jelani Woods pending IR makes five tight ends, do we carry five? It's going to be interesting because it's. I think it's tough. You can't you can't move off of of Granson. You can't move off of Ogletree. Moelle Cox is the blocking tight end. The only one that I think you'd move off of is Will Mallory. And I don't know if the Colts are prepared to do that. So, in my opinion, they might carry five. We'll have to kind of see how it all shakes That'd out. Be crazy. But <laughs> it would. It, it certainly would be crazy. Yeah. Um, but but Drake. Last thing we can touch on, on on this game from yesterday, and I think we all know why the Colts lost. Anthony Richardson spoke about it after the game. And, and while we talk about how Anthony Richardson had a good game, Richardson was not happy after this game. If you go back and listen to his press conference, he was very, very frustrated uh, with, with the outcome of the game. You could just tell this kid does not care about individual accolades, does not care about himself. He wants to win. Winning is all that matters. I mean, when I even asked him in training camp what he wanted to accomplish in his first ever start in the NFL in his first preseason game, before I could even finish the question, he said, get the victory. That's all this kid cares about is winning football games. So the self-inflicted wounds from this team on both sides of the ball, defense certainly, uh, that stood out. The offense couldn't get anything going in the, in the first half. Those self-inflicted wounds just really put the Colts behind the eight ball, and, and they ended up paying for it. Yeah, and it's an offense that, you know, with explosive plays, they are they could, you know, obviously they can make a big comeback happen. But you ideally with with a quarterback like Richardson and a running, you know, a running attack like the Colts have and the potential it could have, you want to be able to run the ball consistently throughout the game. You don't want to have to worry about your quarterback throwing too much or having to run too much. So I think that Zach Moss actually ended with 18 carries for 70 yards. He just just a hair under uh, four yards of carry, which that gets forgotten. But initially, there was nothing for him there. I mean, he looked atrocious. I think he had like seven carries for 10 yards or something just 
really bad. So you can't start out that slow in the NFL. You can't start out that slow pass rushing against a guy like Matt Stafford. Again, I think the Colts just learned a lot of very valuable lessons. And Anthony Richardson is the most important one that has to learn them all. So. And in fact, that the last touchdown uh, from Matthew Stafford to Puka Nakua yesterday for the win came yeah. on a self-inflicted error. It was a miscommunication in the secondary on who was supposed to go with, with Nakua on that route. So wasn't the Colts day. They definitely can, can learn a lot from it, but I think our, our, the final takeaway should be this young Colts team has so much fight in them. I, I don't know if, if, if the Colts got down 23 to nothing at the end of last season, I, I don't think they would have came back and made it even a close game. Oh no. This Colts team this year is it's it's after four games, I think it's pretty obvious this team is buying into Coach Shane Steichen. They're buying into the the fight, uh the resiliency. Shane Steichen never gives up. He is always so fiery. He wants to play ball and he feels like his team is never out of a game. That's what this Colts team, I think, has really bought into this and buying into this new culture that Shane Steichen is establishing. So I was very impressed with, with especially with Anthony Richardson, obviously, bringing this team back. But even, even the defense, three points allowed in the second half after giving up 20 in the first half, that's 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 what I expected to see from this team going into this game. They they cleaned things up towards uh, in the second half for the most part, and, and they willed themselves back into this game. So I, I saw a tweet, I, I think it was from Keenan, uh, Keenan Jones um, out there that said, when we look back at this game, and in January, we're going to see the Colts were, are, were or are a better team than the Los Angeles Rams. And I wouldn't be surprised about that one bit. So tough loss for the Indianapolis Colts. But as, as True said, the future is very bright. And I think you can see this Colts team and Shane Steichen with Anthony Richardson leading the charge building something pretty special here so we have another super chat drake uh from shaheen shaheen <laughs> is absolutely dominating shaheen making a run at patrick for cfo um <laughs> hey, trying to take his position last one promise glad to support you guys hope shad gets a co-host for the saddle up show Hell yeah. hey shad is shad is absolutely dominating uh the saddle up show by himself so far there are no plans for to get uh, a co-host because you know what shad wants to do his own thing and honestly shout out to shad for doing that not a lot of people can host and and do their own show uh but but shot is you're right drake shot is absolutely kicking ass so shout out to our our, our colleague here at horseshoe huddle he is doing a fantastic job and thank you so much shaheen for supporting both shows really really do appreciate it so drake let's move along to the injury report from yesterday there's definitely some big names uh on this roster or on this on this report you actually wrote about a couple of them earlier today we talked about the offensive line bernard ryman developed concussion like symptoms last week caused him to miss the game against the los angeles rams hopefully he can come back this week same with ryan kelly was not able to clear a concussion protocol last week that makes two missed games for kelly with this concussion shout out to the kellys by the way as ryan announced that him and his wife their two baby boys were able to come home from the nicu so fantastic hey. news for ryan kelly and and his wife there Love to see that after everything they have been through. Um, the third concussion to report, Quiddy Pay. Big one, Drake. We How many times have I said it on this show? Quiddy Pay can get double-digit sacks if he can stay healthy. And, and Quiddy Pay self-reported concussion-like symptoms after the game. He is now in the concussion protocol. Big loss if, if he has to miss because arguably best pass rusher the Colts have so far in 2023. Um, yeah. Oh, it's sorry. just uh, I was I was just going to say it's it, it could be a really big loss, especially next week against Tennessee. Yeah, and, and look, like you said, Quiddy has had three. He's had three sacks coming into three games, and obviously he comes. He doesn't get one in this game against the Rams, but man, when he's out there, he has shown this year that he can be that double digit sack guy and one of the top pass rushers in the NFL when it's all said and done. The pass rush win rate. Oh my gosh, I didn't even have the the super chats on here because I was I was changing our banner here. We have a super chat off right now. Patrick Rye coming in with a twenty dollar <laughs> super chat saying we'll see about taking my spot. But Drake, that it's not it's not all. Shaheen comes back with another haymaker saying promises can be 
broken two $20 super chats. You guys yeah, are absolutely absurd. Too kind, absurd <laughs> with these super chats tonight. We appreciate all your support. I feel like I'm a broken record saying that, but it is, it is very true. Uh, you, you guys, you guys help us do this show, and it's incredible the support that we get from the fans. And that Drake and I are so lucky to connect with all of you guys every Monday and Thursday night on the show. Just talk Colts football. It's the best job in the entire world. So Shaheen, Patrick, and everybody who has given a super chat so far this evening, just. Thank you so much. Yes. Really, really appreciate it. But finally, the last injury to report, Drake. This one's this one might be even bigger than the Quiddy Pay one because Quiddy Pay is going to come back. This guy's not coming back this season. Cornerback Dallas Flowers, who was honestly having a pretty decent season. Guy that came out of nowhere, uh, really bet on himself. Uh, undrafted rookie uh, last year came on and was able to, to snag one of the starting cornerback spots. Dallas Flowers tore his Achilles yesterday. Uh, uh, unfortunately, he will be out for the season. Such a tough break for a guy that that was really got his shot and was uh, and was actually doing something with it. Just such a tough break, man. And whether it's concussions or season-ending injuries, man, the Colts get one or the other. It seems this year. It's it's been a rough year for those. But like you said, Dallas Flowers. I know his name wasn't on this show constantly, and it, what you didn't hear from the broadcasters watching the game. But he actually was doing pretty good. You know, given all things considered, I mean, he was actually putting up one of the better coverage rates per. PFF as far as the grades I mean he didn't allow many big plays there was a couple plays where he got you know kind of handled but I mean overall it's going to be a position it's it's I'm not saying it's less about Dallas Flyers getting hurt but it's more now about who in the hell are they going to put in his spot right that's the biggest question in an already inexperienced and somewhat depleted cornerback room Exactly. You, and you do have a couple names on the roster already. When when Dallas Flowers went out yesterday, Jalen Jones, the rookie seventh round pick who really impressed in the preseason, he came in and, and he was able to show what he was made of. Uh, I think he did a pretty good job in, in when he came in for Dallas Flowers. Daryl Baker Jr. obviously started out the season as one of the starting cornerbacks, has been a healthy scratch the past two games uh, uh, for for as Juju Brents has gotten healthy and taken over one of those starting roles. So it, it could be, a, it could be a, a competition between Jalen Jones or, or Daryl Baker jr. Uh, mm -hmm. For that starting spot, another super chat this time from Ty Bob, <laughs> Ty Bob with the $10 super chat. Thank you so much, buddy for, for that. He says, you are amazing. Sad for Dallas flowers. I think all Colts fans uh, can feel that way about tough Dallas one. flowers. Just such a tough break. And, and Drake, before we move on, I want to ask you this. We talked about Daryl Baker Jr., Jalen Jones. Do you think the Colts will bring in somebody else from a, a veteran corner on the outside to help out with things, uh, or do you think do you think they're going to roll with with one of Jalen Jones or Daryl Baker Jr.? I think if they, I mean, don't they have Chris Lamonts on the practice squad? They do have Chris Lamonts on the practice squad. Yes, I think they're going to do that. I think that they're going, but not to not to supplant. Daryl Baker Jr. or Jalen Jones. I think they're going to go Jalen Jones because they've seen Daryl Baker Jr. really has to kind of work his way back into good graces. So I think it's Jalen Jones, Daryl Baker Jr., and then just to shore up depth, I think they they probably promote Chris Lamonts because I just do not see Ballard going out and signing someone. I just don't see him. Yeah, I I think at this point it'd be it'd be tough to see. Um, the Colts Reese uh, uh, bring somebody in. There really isn't too many guys out there. Patrick asks or says they released Lamont's, didn't they? They did. They they had to release him, and then they did bring him back on the practice squad. Uh, so uh, he is still showing on the practice squad. And in fact, I will look right now. Yes, he is still on the practice squad for the Indianapolis Colts. So could be or very easily be 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 brought up uh, to that fifty three man roster. So a lot of big names on that injury report. Obviously, with flowers down for the year, but Raymond Kelly Pay, all of those guys on concussion watch this week um mm -hmm. and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting big division showdown against the tennessee titans at home colts really need all three of those guys because tennessee's they they had a really good game last week they've got some momentum so need to have all three of those guys because the trenches that's going to be another very important spot in that game 
the the 500th super chat of the evening goes to stats matt stats matt is mowing and he's still tuning in commenting he texted still me drops the, the super show chat. saying hey listen i'm gonna be mowing but i'll be i'll still be in the chat and listening to you guys he, his <laughs> message and and i think there's some colts fans out there some a, a, ar haters out there completion percentage doesn't equal accuracy and that's why stats matt knows football so really appreciate all your support matt uh from the years that you have been supporting our show and and become great friends so thank you so much stats matt drake let's move along to the latest colts news and rumors and and i know a lot of people are getting ready to talk about this one jonathan taylor off the pup list will be practicing with the team now technically he won't practice on wednesday it's going to be a walkthrough for the colts on on wednesday but taylor will be back participating in practice and walkthrough starting Wednesday with the Indianapolis Colts. Now he, he's, he's still technically on the pup list. The Colts have just opened the practice window for Jonathan Taylor. So now the Colts have 21 days to elevate Jonathan Taylor from the pup list to the active roster. But Shane Steichen seems like it, there's not going to be any, uh, any question that, that Taylor comes off the roster, and it could be as soon as Sunday, Drake. He left the door open for Jonathan Taylor to play and make his season debut against the Titans this Sunday. And that is the whole reason that I wear this sweatshirt. All right. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love I, it. I've just kind of been keeping it in the closets with all this drama. But, hey, look, to make this brief, Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson is the combo that made Anthony Richardson getting drafted by the Colts so appetizing is to see those two in a running scheme together. You've seen what Steichen can do with Zach Moss. You've seen what he can do with Anthony Richardson. Now you may have a chance to see what he can do with Anthony Richardson, Taylor, and Zach Moss. That is a trifecta from hell if you're a defense. There's three different runners all right there, and each one in their own right can dominate your defense behind good and efficient blocking. So I think that's a great sign. I think it's fantastic that he has been – it's been reported that he says he's excited to get back and practice with his teammates. It's at least for now, knock on wood, appearing as if the Malky Kawa offseason BS going on with Jim Mercy and the Colts, it might be coming to a close. Uh, that, that we can hope so. Uh, yeah. because uh, yeah. from from all reports things things are starting to get a little bit better the trade request has not been rescinded uh we we know that for a fact but it seems like cooler heads are starting to prevail Shane Steichen said that he's had some really good conversations with Jonathan Taylor. Taylor is excited super excited to be back with his teammates and and back involved with this team and and this is kind of what this is kind of what we were talking about all offseason, Drake, and, and what, what made sense for as far as Jonathan Taylor getting paid. The best situation for both parties would be Jonathan Taylor coming back, proving that he's healthy, proving that he still can be the Jonathan Taylor of old. And then there's no doubt the Colts would offer him a, a, a long-term contract extension and make him one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And and that could be that could be getting set in motion as we speak. You know, Jonathan Taylor still has to come back, still has to show that he it can be the Jonathan Taylor of old. And as long as that ankle holds up, uh, there's there's little question in my mind that that that's not going to be the case. And to, to really just to see, as you said, talked about Anthony Richardson with Jonathan Taylor and and how dynamic, even more dynamic, it makes this offense as the offense starts to get get going um, and, and get really adjusted to this Shane Steichen offense, it's it, it makes makes you just just really excited to really see what what could be with this Colts team. Um, Wyatt Law asks, who does Jonathan Taylor replace on the 53-man roster? Jake Funk. It'd probably be Jake Funk. Yeah. Uh, Jake Funk's really been kept for for special teams purposes. You can probably move Trey Sermon and make him do the special teams work. Uh, but in my opinion, it's probably going to be Jake Funk. Um, definitely something to monitor. And and we're gonna be we'll talk about it on Thursday. Of what we've seen from Jonathan Taylor, if we think he's going to be elevated against the Titans, uh, it could be it could take him a, a week or two to get back into football shape. So. There's, there's no guarantee he suits up against the Titans. It could be week six in Jacksonville. That's originally what I was told. But, hey, Jonathan Taylor, if he goes out there this week and shows, hey, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to uh, uh, to go out and play and, and contribute to this team, 
do not be surprised if he gets introduced in front of the fans at Lucas Oil Stadium next Sunday, which I will be, uh, I'll be there. It'll be very interesting to see the type of reception he receives from the home crowd there in Indy. What do you think, Drake? I think it's going to be more, more adulation. Like you're going to have people that are going to be very, very happy. I think people more often than not, were just ready for this drama to be over. So exactly. I think that's where a lot of Colts fans are at this point. So Colts fans, Jonathan Taylor is is on his way back, and and we might even be able to see him on Sunday. Jo- Jelani Woods is also eligible to return off of IR. Uh, as we have another super chat from Patrick here, just absolutely killing it, it just reabserting himself the title of CFO. Anyone else see Justin Jefferson's veiled praise of Indy Deport JT to Minnesota? Uh, yeah, I, I I did not see that. So apparently, if just if Justin Jefferson is wanting Jonathan Taylor to come to Minnesota, Minnesota. I mean, the Vikings are going to have to pay up. And my guess would be Chris Ballard would say, hey, give us Justin Jefferson um, for, for Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Just a troll. I, well, yeah, just, yeah, pretty much just a troll. So uh, yeah. that'd be. I don't I don't think that that will will happen anytime soon. But Jelani Woods coming back from uh, could possibly return from IR. Steichen said it wouldn't be this week. But like we talked about, Drake, when Jelani Woods comes back to a tight end room that's already having a pretty decent season, mm-hmm. man, there's going to be a lot of bodies in there. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how not only how the Colts handle all of this, but how other teams are going to be able to stop this tight end group. Yeah, and, and it does beg the question, which guy is going to be the odd man out? Do they keep all five regardless? They've already established themselves as a really good tight end group, I personally think. You throw Jelani Woods, who's really the starting tight end of all those guys, into that mix, boy, it makes him even better. Exactly. Um, so it's good. I love to love to to see Jelani Woods back in this offense. I know the Colts had big plans for Jelani Woods um, throughout training camp within this offense. Real, really interesting to see um, how he fits into this whole equation. Just gives the Colts another weapon uh, for Anthony Richardson. Speaking of weapons for Anthony Richardson, the Colts signed former Broncos wide receiver KJ Hamler to the practice squad this week. Uh, KJ Hamler, he was a name the Colts have been interested in for a while. So. Um, um, Drake, do you think KJ Hamler could eventually come and be that fifth wide receiver that so many people have been wondering who's going to be that that wide receiver five for the Colts? Is KJ Hamler that option? Do you think here in a few weeks he might get elevated? I think that he's got the best chance out of anybody that's not Pittman, Pierce, Downs, or, or McKenzie. So uh, I think with his experience, I think it fits Steichen's scheme. I think that he's kind of one of those quick up, get up and go type of guys. So you know, maybe he can have a nice career resurgence in Indianapolis with a fresh, a fresh offensive scheme and a new quarterback. Plenty of speed. I, I, I'm not oh, sure yeah. if he if he play, if he has played special teams before. That would certainly help. Um, certainly his his. Uh, uh, his chances of being elevated to the 53-man roster, but definitely gives the Colts offense another element of speed. And then to make room for K.J. Hamler, the Colts did release cornerback Darren Hall from the practice squad with the injury to uh, uh, to Dallas Flowers. Maybe Hall makes it a return to the practice squad, but I think overall definitely a talent boost uh, as far as comparing K.J. Hamler to Darren Hall. So we'll have to be interesting to see all the moving parts over these next few weeks, especially on the offensive side of the ball with the Colts, with Jonathan Taylor returning, Jelani Woods eventually returning, KJ Hamler possibly having a role on this offense. Uh, make sure you keep it tuned in to us because we'll 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 have you kept up to date with all of the roster updates for the Indianapolis Colts. So, Drake, our last segment of the day, uh, <laughs> as always on these recaps, Colts player of the game and uh i always i feel like i'm always taking because i'm the one that that always picks first on these i feel like i'm always taking drake's choice for player of the game uh but but drake has a really good one uh here it's someone definitely deserving of this praise so drake who is your colts player of the game for week four tight end drew ogletree baby I, i i think he showed out i think he showed he's got talent blocking i think he showed he's got talent as a receiver he's an athletic freak he's a big physical tight end just remember that name because you're going to hear it more as the season goes on. Absolutely. Drew Ogletree is, is showing the potential uh, that he showed last year in preseason and throughout training camp. Uh, but Patrick is reading my mind. My player of the game, 
Dio Odangbo, probably his best game as a pro and, and as an Indianapolis Colt. Hurricane Dio made landing in Indianapolis. Unfortunate that the Colts couldn't get the win. But Odangbo yesterday, seven tackles, uh, uh, one and a half sacks, a tackle for loss, and four quarterback hits so um it, it's it's just just a great performance by dio dangbo really asserting himself coming on in year three that year three breakout not only is happening for quitty pay but it's, it looks like it's happening for dio dangbo as well two pass rushers that can be part of this core for the indianapolis colts for years to come if they continue this 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 ascension here in year three yeah, and they were drafted together for a reason, okay? Those yep. guys were drafted together so they could grow together. Now's the opportunity. You just need pay to stay healthy and Odengbo to continue to rise as a pro. You might have one hell of a duo right there. Exactly. So I know the loss stings Colts fans for week four, but hey, when you're talking about the young guys like Anthony Richardson bringing this team back from down 23 to nothing, uh, the start to the season that Quiddy Pay has had, that Dio Odangbo has had, Bernard Ryman, uh, you look at Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, uh, Drew Ogletree, uh, uh, Juju Brents, all these names you're hearing, all very young guys. The future is bright here at Indianapolis, so just ha just hold on. And and enjoy the ride because I think I think better days are, are on the way for the Indianapolis Colts. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really appreciate I always say really appreciate all your support. That doesn't even cover it tonight. You guys were absolutely in incredible Selves a round of applause everyone exactly shout out to pharaoh 1k shaheen uh my beautiful wife danielle brandon cutter truett patrick uh boba beatbox um let's see stats matt uh t ty bob all of you guys for your super chats absolutely incredible work uh, uh and and all we it's just it's support that we we i think this is the most super chats we've ever gotten on one of our shows so yeah. really appreciate all your support and we hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show and all of the shows that drake and i put on here for the horseshoe huddle podcast if you haven't done so already please go ahead and follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live whenever shod goes live so you never miss an episode patrick coming in with one final super <laughs> chat drake has an open bar to pay for folk folks he's given uh, his final super chat of the evening uh, i think that makes it 19 super chats this evening yep. for us just absolutely incredible you guys patrick thank you so much buddy for all your support it, it truly is is incredible uh to see shaheen with the dollar 99 <laughs> super sticker continue to pay still trading blows still trading blows the 20th super chat of this evening uh it's just absolutely incredible so we thank you guys so much for your support and if you can't catch us live or you can't catch us on youtube which by the way i think we're close to 1800 subscribers trying to get to 2k so if you haven't subscribed please subscribe on youtube but apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review on there drake and i have been writing away trying to get uh written content out to you guys on horseshoehuddle.com drake is the hardest working man in colts media bar none so drake tell the people what you have written for the site that people can go check out so i wrote three good three bad in the loss to the rams so go check that out and also i detailed the dallas flowers injury which guy might might actually fill in for him and then i will be releasing that a super bowl quarterback current super bowl quarterback playing in the nfl right now had ridiculously high praise for anthony richardson go check those out on horseshoehuddle.com Farrell 1K, go Colts, gets another super chat there at the end. My oh, yeah. goodness, guys, you guys are incredible. Yes. Uh, but but, but for, for myself, wrote a really fun piece on why Michael Pittman Jr. is, uh, his nickname is The Enforcer on the Colts, so go check that out. Wrote my piece on, on Anthony Richardson and his thoughts after the Colts lost to the Rams yesterday. Uh, really honest uh, stuff from, from Anthony Richardson about his performance, about the team's performance. Uh, so make sure you go check that out. 
And of course, my all AR5 film review will drop Wednesday morning detailing Anthony Richardson's performance. You can check out all of those articles and all the other great pieces by the talented writers at horseshoehuddle.com. Go follow Drake at D Walster Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Thursday night to break down another AFC South matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. It's sure to be a barn burner and sure to be a hard fought fight. So you won't want to miss this. Break it all down on Thursday night. So until then, go enjoy Monday night football. Enjoy your week, Colts fans. We'll be seeing you Thursday night. Have a good one.